Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Saturday, September 17th. The earth is thick with altars. Today's scripture reading is from the book of Ezekiel, chapter 1, verses 1 and 3, from the Message Translation, which reads, When I was 30 years of age, I was living with the exiles on the Kibar River. On the fifth day of the fourth month, the sky opened up, and I saw visions of God on the banks of the Kibar River in the country of Babylon. God's hand came upon me that day. This is God's Word. Our definition of an altar, one more time. Altar, the earthen spaces where we mark either the experienced or the evoked presence of the garden in which we no longer dwell, as a people exiled from it, forever walking and toiling and sweating and trudging east of Eden in dry places seeking rest, but finding none. When suddenly, like Hagar in her barren flight, we find ourselves besides a spring in the desert that we had not seen, as suddenly we realize we are seen by the one who sees us. And for a moment, it is Eden again, even if just for a moment. And so we shape our earthen altar or pile up gathered stones, or even just one, a standing stone, testifying to all who passed that God was in this place and we didn't know it. But for a moment, for ever so tantalizingly brief a moment, we saw the face of God, even if through a glass darkly. Barbara Brown Taylor writes, Earth is so thick with divine possibility that it is a wonder we can walk anywhere without cracking our shins on altars. Even among exiles in Babylon, along a muddy canal. Imagine that. Ezekiel says, dejected amidst refugee survivors, far from land, home, temple, now desecrated and in ruins. Holy place, gone. Altar, gone. Hope, gone. And it's here, of all places and times, that the sky opens up like it did over Jesus standing in Jordan's waters. And he sees visions of God, which in this case isn't merely a dove descending from heaven, but what may be rightly regarded as the ultimate theophany, that's God appearance in the Hebrew scriptures, as he beholds the very throne of God like a fiery divine wheelchair with four sets of wheels within wheels, borne up by four fierce living creatures, all of which defies description, though Ezekiel tries anyway. In an account so divinely explicit, rabbis of old believed it was off limits to anyone under 30 years old. The Holy of Holies showed on the banks of a canal within the great heathen power of the world in that moment to one among many displaced nobody refugees. Was he delirious? Many thought so as he embarked on one of the most eccentric prophetic careers within the annals of scripture. The earth is thick with divine possibilities indeed, even among exiles in Babylon along a muddy canal even among inmates in death camps like Auschwitz. 
In his must-read classic, Man's Search for Meaning, Holocaust survivor Viktor Frankl relates the story of one young woman among many whose death he witnessed in the camp. It's a simple story, he says. There's little to tell, and it may sound as if I had invented it, but to me, it seems like a poem. He relates, This young woman knew that she would die in the next few days, but when I talked to her, she was cheerful in spite of this knowledge. I am grateful that fate has hit me so hard, she told me. In my former life, I was spoiled and did not take spiritual accomplishments seriously. Pointing through the window of the hut, she said, This tree there is the only friend I have in my loneliness. Through that window, she could, she could just see one branch of a chestnut tree, and on the branch were two blossoms. I often talked to that tree, she said to me. I was startled and didn't quite know how to take her words. Was she delirious? Did she have occasional hallucinations? Anxiously, I, I asked her if the tree replied. Oh, yes. What did it say to her? She answered, it said to me, I am here. I am here. I am life, eternal life. For Brother Lawrence, it was a gaunt, dead tree amid a bleak winter landscape that became a pivotal altar moment. For a young woman dying in a death camp, it was a single branch of a blossoming chestnut tree whispering life, life, and more life. I wonder in what form, what random place or face, our next altar of earth might show. As you pause for a moment of reflection and prayer, ponder that. In what form, in what random place or face or stone or tree might your next altar of earth show? How can we continue to cultivate the attentiveness not to miss it? Lord, Lead us today, not at a productive or profitable pace, but at a reverent one. Grace me with a willingness to turn aside, to pause, to see, and to experience all over again that you, O oh Lord, are with us always. Every sphere of life and creation is yours, and all our threads of the same bright weave, our goings out and our comings in, our fellowship and our loneliness, our youth and our old age, our passions and our vocations, our chores and our entertainments. You are equally present in our failures and in our successes, in our sleep and in our wakeful hours, in our tears and in our laughter, in our births and in our lives, and even in the hours of our deaths. You are ever present with us. Train the hearts of us, your people, to practice a mindfulness of your presence in all moments. And most especially, let us not pass by without so much as a hurried glance the altar moments of this day. Let us see the strange sight. Let us pause. Let us remove the shoes from our feet and let us build an altar of earth. Through your mercies. Amen.